adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. But what do you think our chances are here of this being good? This podcast. <sighs> I don't I don't want to be like that not humble dude and just say, oh, 100%, we're going to hit on everything. But you are that but, not humble dude. Uh, depending on who you ask. I think we have a 93.7% shot at this being successful. Okay, that's pretty good. What I is, think that... What is successful? I, what, what, is successful? what is successful? I think, well, Tony, that's a great question. Uh, that's why, you know, Tony, Tony, people sleep on Tony's interviewing skills. Um, <laughs> success is defined as what we make it. So my definition of success might be different than Jason's. So for me, it's one, if people listen to this podcast, two, you know, if people continue to return next week, that'll, that'll show me like one, who's rocking with us, but two, that shows like a growth from week to week. So that defines success. And three, if at the end of the podcast, we say, you know what, we put our best foot forward on a product and we feel like we're doing what's best for our business, Sports Adjacent LLC, that's success. I don't care what other people think. I don't care about the outside noise. I don't care about none of that. It's us. We all we got. Russ is a businessman. Russ, uh, Listen, my, my, in, the words, in the words of Jay-Z, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. Okay, but he actually time. is. We're not. Nah, he had to, we're, he used we're to sell Jason crack. and Russ. He sold crack. We're not doing that. So okay, we at so least we're start. Ahead. We're at least all starting. Right. Yes, we're go. starting ahead. By, by, okay. podcast, by podcast definition, this is our version of selling crack. This is, all right. This well, is you have been eavesdropping on the first episode of the Sports Adjacent <laughs> podcast. I'm Jason Leisure with, with Russell Dorsey. And what uh, is good? That very credible, uh, just rich voice you're also hearing besides me and Russ is our producer, Tony Gill, who we're very happy to have. Uh, this is our first shot at this. And I don't know, Russ, I think people are not going to love it at first, but they'll learn to love it. How about that? No, I don't rock with that. No, 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 no. We're coming TV into the shows or things like that, that you did not like at first. And then you're, you got like three episodes and you're like, wait a minute. I actually love this show. See, I can't think like that though. Like we have three, one of the, for everybody out there is, for me, we have three individual brands that we're bringing together and have this brand conglomerate now known as Sports Adjacent, the Sports Adjacent pod. So I bring a segment of people and, and my demo and my brand of people to the table. You, Jason Leisure, Bears be reporter for the Chicago Sometimes, you're bringing a demo by yourself. You're bringing a group of people over. And then Tony bringing his group of people over, the people who want to get into the hot takes and the foolishness. Like, those <laughs> people are coming to the pod, too. So, nah, man, like, I, I think people are coming into this, like, really excited for what we're about to do. And I'm I know excited for it. We are very excited about it. And we've been, Russ, how long has this been in the works? Like, uh, this, this has been several months. months, months this is last works. year yeah. that we were talking about this. Yeah. This is something we really wanted to do. And the reason being is because neither of us really likes that cookie cutter, typical sports talk. And like what you're listening into on the cold open is a real conversation that Russ and I would have. I mean, just like we had, 
we had a good phone call last night where uh, it ended with I, I had to go because I had to take care of something with my kids. And Russ had to go because I think he had a date with a flight attendant or something like that. Uh, I can either confirm nor deny it. But okay. what I will say is uh, I did have a, an a engagement to get to. I will say that. So, so I was totally get- prepared for him to use the word relations. <laughs> no, <laughs> my God. Yeah, I'm, y'all, oh. listen, y'all gonna get me in trouble on the first damn episode of our podcast. Yeah. So, uh, no, nah, listen, yeah, we, we like, we have conversation. You know what the crazy part is, Jason? I've, I've told a couple people that, like, you and I are friends, and the response yeah. I get is, really? Oh, oh wow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't so know. These must be your t- other friends that you're saying this to that are shocked that you're friends with no, me. No, it's it's people that know you, people that know me, and like they don't know that we're friends, as good of friends as we are. And I'm like, nah, that like that's my man. And people be like, for real? I'm <laughs> just like, yes. we've been friends for like a year, probably right around that. Maybe uh, a little longer. It's a think? little longer. It's closer to two years than we- a year. We, I've only been up here like two, two and a half years, maybe. We, we met we met in like uh, July or August of 2019. Okay. All right. So it's been a while yet at this point. But no, that's it's one of the reasons we wanted to, for you guys out there listening. First of all, we appreciate you for listening on this Definitely. first voyage of yes. Sports Adjacent uh, and the Sports Adjacent podcast on the House of L Network. Can't forget to shout out where we're located. Um, it's, it's House of L Network all day. Bump other networks, and, and maybe we shouldn't. Let's get not say that. Yeah, Thro- throwing people under the bus too early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, listen. Oh, this is a great time to say. Now, hold on, hey, hold on, Russ. Tony still gets his checks from somewhere else, man. Nah, we're not, the, yeah. we're not the only ones paying Tony, so we can't just go, you know, taking a blowtorch. No, 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 no. Tony, listen, Tony, Tony didn't. Tony didn't say it. Russ Dorsey said bump other networks. But <laughs> with that being said, if you like proxy though. Like if you like to advertise on the Sports Adjacent podcast, please email sportsadjacent at gmail.com. Yeah. We are, uh, I guess, executive produced kind of by Lawrence Holmes, who has definitely pushed this project along. And I believe you're going to be able to download episodes of Sports Adjacent on the House of L feed on iTunes and our own Sports Adjacent feed on iTunes. People are probably wondering at this point, Russ, why we're calling it that, I would think. Yeah. All right. So, oh, and to finish up your point, uh, it'll be available on all digital streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music. Yeah, I forgot there were things other than iTunes. Yeah. Go on there and subscribe and give us a rating. But only if you liked it, please. You know, I can't handle like a two star rating. Jason is uh, deathly afraid of this thing not working. And the rejection. (laughs) The rejection of people not listening to our pod. Uh, But yeah, so we, we decided to call it Sports Adjacent. And so when, when Jason and I really decided that we wanted to do this, we had like this checklist of things. So it was just like, all right, what are we going to call our podcast? And it seems like an easy question. It, it, well, I'm going to let everybody out there know that doesn't have a podcast. That is not easy. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> Jason, Jason came to my house and we sat in my dining room for like an hour and 30 minutes thinking of names for, for podcasts. And I'm telling you right now, they were all terrible. Yes. Do you want to tell? Do you, and Tony doesn't even know this because Tony wasn't really in that meeting. Do you want? I mean, do you want right, to tell people some of the yeah, horrible I, ideas? So Jason brought up the lovely idea that okay, you write about the Cubs and I write about the Bears, so maybe we should like find a way to merge these two right. entities together, right? They're both Bears. The mascots are both Bear mascots. 
And so I didn't love the idea, but I said, all right, let's at least give it a try. So after a so while, you, I just yeah, puns like barely, you know, some barely something, barely like a that. podcast, yes, thing right. like that, like corny stuff. These are all so, rejected ideas. Oh, no. These are things like instantly we said, no, no, yes. terrible. Never think about that again. Let's never repeat this. Barely a podcast so, is fire. No, see, it's not. no. See, this is so, why you weren't so, in that meeting. So here's the thing, <laughs> yeah, Tony. This is before we did one. This is before we knew you could we, uh, be allowed to we, produce. We try to tell podcast. Tony about things at the very last very, second, yeah, just right to avoid we, situations. We've like agreed that. to it already. We, we then we let Tony uh, give send Tony yeah. a text. But so after thinking about it for a while, I'm just like, how about a couple of beers? A couple <laughs> of beers. And Jason instantly <laughs> hated it. it. was just like, yo, that's the worst thing I ever. But I was just like, first, my feelings was hurt because he said it was so bad. So it was so I, bad. I felt obligated to defend it. I'm like, well, first of all, it's, it's not the worst idea we've had today. Second of all, a couple of bears. You cover the bears. I cover the Cubs. A couple of bears. Two. There's two of us. And I was really just trying to you know, get the creative juices. from. I'm not saying I was sold to it, but I didn't want Jason up here throwing it under the bus like it was the worst thing he's ever heard. In, so your, in, your, def- in your defense, like we talked and we're like, hey, we got it. This has to be a safe place. No bad ideas. We got to be able to trust each other here. Like just spit out whatever comes to your mind, because if that's how you're going to. So so it was that kind of meeting. We, you know, I agreed to not do this. And then but your your suggestion was so bad that I couldn't help it. In a couple of bears. I'm going to get mad. Is it going to be a here. couple of bears or like. <laughs> Just a couple of bears or a couple of little bears or what what, what was it? It sounds don't, like a don't, kid's show. Oh, 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 it sounds don't like a li- di- like it, don't, here's the don't new throw, Disney. Don't bus throw show little don't throw years. little in there. Don't throw little in there like it's a show on Nick Jr. Like so relax. That's what it well. sounds like to me. Like a <laughs> second of book. all, I definitely came up with uh, the what ended up being the name for the pod shortly thereafter, sir. You came up with the name? Yeah, so I you remember you- that meeting. We were talking about it after you shit on my name for, for the podcast. And so then I said, well, for we, we, what, what do we, I said, all right, what do we want this to be about? We started throwing things around and it's like, well, so we want it to be a kind of about sports, but not the traditional sports podcast. So like, so like, for for example, like we would talk about Allen Robinson getting the franchise tag put on him, but I I don't really want to get into like, what that means for the bears and what's his future with it, whatever. I, I want to talk more about that, a concept of going to your employer and trying to get a raise and then not getting it and having no other choice, but to come back exactly. to work the next day. That's a sports adjacent conversation. And so then I said, well, then it, we, we want things that are sports adjacent. Right. And then there was like silence for like 10 seconds. And Jason <laughs> looks over and he's like, you know, that's not your worst idea. And so there that's where this podcast was, was birthed in my dining room on my marble table. Shout out to my guy, Mario, making that table. Um, and this podcast was born. So boom. You do have a great like uh, bachelor's apartment, by the way, or condo, whatever it is. Like it's, we gotta, it's, it's very, very well appointed and clean and neat. Like Tony, you walk, this- you walk in there and right away as a, <laughs> as a 37 year old married father of two, I walk in there right away and I say, no kids live here. Tony, this man was like shocked that I didn't live in like some crack house or something. He was just like, this, oh, this whoa, is, whoa, he was, whoa. he was just like, he was just like, this is like, this is a really nice apartment, dude. I'm like, where do you think I live? Like, he was shocked that I had a, I, I was like, yeah, this my L-shaped sectional over there. 
TV entertainment center. That's my dining room. I have a bed set in there. He's like, this is like an adult's apartment. I'm like, Jason, I'm 26 years old. Like, I definitely am an adult with an adult's apartment. There are a lot of guys in their mid-20s that they look like more like they live in a college dorm. I don't think I ever said crack house or anything like that, but it would well, look like, but I would expect that's my verbiage. I would expect to see it look like I would expect to see it look like a college dorm or something. And this looks like, this is like, you know, like you went to pier one that day or wherever people go to buy that stuff. I, conversely, I'm hiding in my basement to record this because it's like the only semi quiet and safe place where I might be left alone for more than 10 minutes. Is this a, uh, a public service announcement for me and Tony to not have kids right now. No, kids saying? are wonderful. Kids are a joy, but uh, you don't get to live like you do once you have kids. <laughs> well, then I'm going to enjoy. Careful. careful. You letting people know, uh, letting people know uh, Russ got the bag. Oh, yo, chill out. Don't, I don't, I don't have any money. For everybody out there. <laughs> don't, don't, don't listen. My pockets. I don't know what well, that's what this is for. Right. Russ, like for me, this is a creative outlet. And for you, this is a uh, what's the word for it? Get rich quick scheme, I think. <laughs> Listen, I, I pref- I'd prefer the term business. <laughs> right. Business I'm sorry. Today. Right. Yeah. Sports adjacent LLC is now our partnership that we've uh, entered in, in together. So, sir, this is now our get rich quick scheme. All that's, right. That's what Great. this is. Us. So- this you're going to be able to get this show on Thursday mornings, early Thursday morning. When you get up, you'll be able to upload this or download this. What's the right word, Tony? Is it upload or download? What would people be doing? Jesus. Stream streaming. Yeah, you can okay. stream it. Yeah, Nobody's like really downloading entire files and digital streaming platforms, Jason. All right. And uh, it's going to be something that I think you're going to enjoy and you're going to find to be different than what, you normally listen to. And I, I think Russ, our plan and like, you can make all the plans you want and then they change very quickly. But I think our plan is to try to hit, you know, like three interesting story, really interesting stuff uh, every week on the podcast. Um, and some of it's going to be sports. Some of it's not, some of it's going to be sports adjacent as the name tells you kind of next to sports or near sports. But um, I don't know if, you know, if we don't like that, or if we can get a, if we uh, get an interesting person that wants to come on and, and be a guest or something like that, maybe we'll blow it up. I don't know. I think one of the things I want, or whenever you're listening to this, it could be Thursday when we upload, it could be uh, a Saturday. It could be a Monday morning, whatever you want it to be. Like we just want you to, to be able to listen to this podcast and one laugh as much as we laugh. Cause we do it a lot. Like we do these pre-production pods or uh, zoom calls or whatever, yes. like, there is a lot of laughter, but we've and gotten other- in a bad place on those though, where like, and, and the listener is fortunate for this. Like, I feel like the last four or five phone calls we've had, you've started to tell me something. And I've been like, no, 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 no. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Like, I want to hear that fresh on the podcast. I don't want to hear it a second time on the podcast. We've been like, we've been like holding back from each other. I feel like. Yeah, that's yeah, no, you're right. Like I, I we want this podcast to be authentic. And part yeah. of that is authenticity. Yes. Um, it's not fake. One of the other things I want everybody out there to realize, uh, Jason's a white dude. I, me and Tony are not, but we don't want this podcast to be the he's white and he's black and they have a pod. Like we don't, we don't want it to be like something like that's my man. So we wanted to do a pod. We're doing a pod. You know what I'm saying? So, um, this is not your Javi Baez hit a home run today or, uh, 
who's going to be the Bears quarterback? Like, to be honest, we don't care about that. We like, certain, we, I wouldn't say we don't care about that, but you certainly we don't care about it. In a, the market right. is saturated with it. You can read that in the Chicago Sun Times, by the way, where Russ and I both work. You can. Uh, shameless plug for the brand. And it's for Chicago. Uh, I would go to the Sun Times website first. <laughs> but but off of, if it helps our man Tony out, I mean, I guess you can go listen to the AirPods over there after you listen to ours. All right? Go ahead. Get back to our roadmap here, Russ. Uh, but yeah, so that I guess that's a little bit of what we want this podcast to be, what you guys can expect each week from us. And as long as y'all listening, we're going to provide the content for you. So we're excited to be in this uh, this space together and to have this platform uh, that we can share with you guys. And it's it's really nice. Like my Jason has like an actual microphone with crisp audio where you can hear him clearly. Russ has and, never been happier with me in the duration of our friendship than he was when I bought a real microphone instead of using my iPhone headphones. I'm, I was excited because that, that you, you really took, that's when I knew you were all in on this business. That <laughs> not, not when I initially like proposed this idea to you. Nah, October, when you committed, when you okay. committed to crisp audio, okay. because this is an audio platform as of right now like that's it's not quite a thing to yet. say to the guy who thought of it but go ahead <laughs> in your defense you did think of the idea for the five right i'll give you that one but no i'm i was really excited because like having crisp audio in an audio platform is is kind of important yes i went to best buy and shelled out a hundred dollars for this microphone and and it made you happier than if i had actually given you a hundred dollars i think Right, because you're investing in our yeah. audio future. You're investing in the business of we're having a moment team. here, man. Like this, we we actually needed this breakthrough. Like we haven't had this level of communication really? okay. that there was this deep, but I'm happy that we could share that with our listeners now. Spring training. I'm very fascinated by something <laughs> that's going on in your life right now. And this is like the okay. first thing I want to talk about today is. I've been a sports writer for a very long time. I have never been on a, what are, what are you on an eight week road trip? You're on an eight yeah. week business trip. That's insane. That's technically, pra- yeah. You practically, you've practically Russ, Russ and I would like to be doing this in the same room, but we can't because he now lives in Phoenix. No, that's for real. For so everybody Tell, out tell there. people why I'm, you're there. And then I have like a million questions about what your life is like now with your new friends and your new, <laughs> whatever you got out there. No, so I'm, I'm in Arizona for spring training, and I've been here since February 14th, so almost a month now. And yeah, I've been out here interviewing people and watching baseball in person. It's been really nice. It's been warm out here. So no, I'm going to be out here until the end of March, and that's, that's what I've been doing for the last uh, four or four weeks or so. So like, I mean, do you actually have like do you have like a new routine in life out there? Like, do you feel like you kind of live there? No, no, it definitely feels like I've moved to, to the Phoenix area. So n- normal day here is I wake up at like 7.15, go to the ballpark, usually have stuff at the team's complex between 8.30 and noon. And then if it's a home game, obviously you stay there. You don't have to go anywhere. If it's a game on the road at somebody else's complex, you drive to Surprise or Goodyear or Phoenix or Scottsdale, go to the ballpark, watch the game. Usually you'll have your story before the game's over. So that's not a big deal. And then around 3.30, 4 o'clock, game's over, I go home. 
So that's, then, that's I mean, basically you, every so like, day. Are you, are you like, do you have like a, did you start like a, did you join a new gym out there or like, what do you, I've been working out you here. have friends out there? I mean, I, I have a lot of people who are sports writers who also are here for spring training that, so yeah, I have friends here. I work out at Lifetime, double masks, by the way. So that's the same. That hasn't changed. They're wearing and masks in Arizona. Correct. That's I've good. actually been pretty okay. surprised with the way people are handling the virus out here. Like okay. you hear coming down here, there was definitely that hesitation of, okay, I'm going to a hot spot for two months. But being here and like walking to Starbucks and you see people who are wearing their masks and Obviously, like in any place, you have the people who are stragglers that aren't wearing it or wearing their masks after a year incorrectly. But it, it's been nice to see that people are at least taking the virus seriously and wearing masks as we slowly hope, fingers crossed, start to get out of this thing. Are, are you in the same hotel room this entire stay? Are you going to be, what would it be, 45 nights in the same room? Same room, yeah. Okay. It was, is there a point where like a long business trip to a place like Arizona or Miami or California, that, that always sounds good in theory, but like, did you hit, a, have you hit a point now you've been there for almost a month mm -hmm. where does it, where you're kind of like, all right, I, I'm kind of done with this. No, I, okay. I think because of, because of last year was so crazy where for me, like I started covering the Cubs during right before the season started. In the middle of pandemic, I, I got a job when a lot of people were losing it and losing them. And so that was so strange. And then not being able to travel, which is a big part of what we do as reporters is travel. So not being able to do that last year and being able to do it now, like I'm it's been great. Like the, the fact that I can see people that I haven't seen in over a year and, and the fact that I can actually start to do interviews one on one socially distance after yeah. not and looking at people on zoom for over a year. Like that, that part's been great. And so I haven't even, I haven't even thought about hitting a wall or not wanting to be here or anything like that. Tony, this is like perfect time to chime in. Man. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't, I don't know what to, what to get in on that. I have no experience <laughs> traveling. I have no experience covering the team. <laughs> So I was just like, all right, you guys got it. We'll fix this in post. That's good to see that it took us all of like 14 minutes or whatever it's been to hit a, uh, a, a lull here. You, it's, uh, been, it's been 30 minutes, but Jesus. That was, oh my God. That, I think that uh, awkward silence lasted 30 minutes. Yeah, it did. It so, so you've uh, lobbed that in my lap. Like, yeah, nobody, Tony, nobody wanted to. Nobody wanted to say. You clearly have. Uh, you've clearly transplanted your vibrant dating life to Phoenix, haven't you? Uh, I've definitely done a little bit of that. Um, not listen, man. You, you think I it think... just slipped by us when you talked about hanging out on the Arizona State campus? <laughs> Well, no, but it's not even like that. It's, I am kind of, that kind of stuff is a byproduct of everything, but no, I'm, I date at home and I wasn't planning a date here, but you know, you meet somebody cool, <laughs> you want to hang out, do you, you, you know, you do your thing. Russ has like an Arizona girlfriend who doesn't know that he's going back at the end of this. Oh, wow. <laughs> Does she know your name is Russ? 
She doesn't know. No, 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 no. She knows that. She just doesn't know that he doesn't live there. Well, I don't know. He could be going by. No, 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 no. No, this is this is my hypothesis. I should clarify. Okay. No, no. Give me the full hypothesis, and I'll I'll try to answer as best as I can. No, that's it. That I have a girlfriend here already after four weeks. Four weeks is long enough, isn't it? I don't know. I don't date. Well, clearly. Um, So, no, I don't have a girlfriend down here. Yeah, I've seen somebody while I've been down here. She's dope. She's actually one of the finest women I've ever met in my life. And now we've been chilling. Okay. And she knows you're coming back or no? (laughs) Yes. She She knows knows you're only there temporarily? She knows that I'm a baseball writer from Chicago. Uh, she knows what I do for a living. She actually used to live in Chicago. So that was kind of like the thing that clicked for us. And she, no, she's dope. Greg McDermott. I want to talk about the Creighton basketball situation with mm-hmm. Greg McDermott, the uh, the dad of Doug McDermott, Tony, former bull. Um, when I, the, the one time I've ever been to Omaha, was to cover the NCAA tournament. And I woke up the morning of one of the games I was supposed to cover. And I was in incredible, like shooting pain throughout my entire abdomen. And I ended up getting my appendix out in Omaha that day at Creighton University Medical Center. That's crazy. Yeah. That's pretty nuts. It's not that interesting, I guess, but it does uh, lead (laughs) us into talking about Creighton. This is, this is a perfect like sports adjacent podcast story to me is this Creighton basketball story where you have just to reset this for everybody. Tony, you've been following this story. I have Greg McDermott, the coach there, he's been there for uh, 11 years. He in, I guess a pep talk or a a post game, like rallying conversation to his guys uh, told them that he needs all of them to stay on the plantation and as you're hearing that, you can immediately tell what's wrong with that. And uh, he actually offered to resign. And what this, what he has said and what one of his assistant coaches has said is that the players wanted him to stay. The players essentially were uh, willing to forgive that, I guess, Russ. Um, have you, have you been, What's been your view of this story as you've watched it? This has been going on really for like the past week, I would say, right? Yeah. So I've been been following it since it happened. And, and you hear, you know, a coach say something like that. And one, you first think about, okay, this is a basketball coach. And from what we just know about demographics that. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, Information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Play basketball, like you're going to have a lot of African-American players on your team. About one third of his team is black. And so, yeah, you hear something like that. You're just like, how can somebody who is in charge of being a, a, a coach, a mentor to players, blah, blah, blah. Yes, people make mistakes. At the same time, we've gotten to this point where people don't necessarily think about how important words are. And and for me, it's just like something like that. Sure, you're not intending for it to be, you know, rude or hurtful or insensitive to your African-American players. But when you say something like to your black players as a white person, I can't, I need you guys to stay on the plantation. I can't have anybody leave the plantation. Like that's, it's crazy to me. And, and the fact that, no, I think the, the players, you put the players in this awkward position where they love this coach. This is a guy that has been a mentor to them, that is their leader. And now you've, you've one, you've hurt them Two people have kind of put it on the players like oh are you guys gonna are you upset like do you still want to play for this coach and now it's well I I love my coach but what he did hurt me and hurt you know hurt me to to my core and, and now you you had them in this position where you know they had this video where where they explained how they felt um and I think that was a good way to do it because I think that allowed you know guys to really share exactly how they feel it felt and, and think about, you know, this is why these things hurt. This is why the words are important and word choice. But at the same time, for me, this is something as black people that we talk about, like I shouldn't have to educate everybody else on yeah. why these things aren't okay. Like it's not my job to educate you on why different words and, and verbiage is hurtful and insensitive and, have racist undertones and all these different, I I shouldn't have to explain that to you. And so having to force people into this position and force your players into the position, that's, that's the really unfortunate part about this. I've really, I've thought a lot the last year or so about how much respect I have for black people that are willing to still do what you're saying, that are willing to sit there and be patient about things like this and try to educate and try to correct and try to instead of just being like done with it, because I wouldn't blame anybody who did feel that way. No, it's it's and, and there's there's still people that do feel that way. And I, and I don't blame people that do because you just get to this point where it's like you are so tired and 
I remember, you know, earlier in 2020 when after George Floyd was killed and you had all these people who were just like, oh my gosh, I, I've never, I never knew. And like, I, I need to, like, what do I do? And just the, the request from black people to like, please educate me. Um, it does get tiresome because yeah, you, you want people you, you care about to, to know better. And you hope that the people that you care about have already known better and you don't have to educate them at the same time, you're put in this weird position where it's like, well, I, I want, I don't want other, I don't want people to have to experience these different things. And if somebody wants help, I want to help them. So it's that like weird back and forth of, I don't feel like I need to do this, but I also want to try to help people get better. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of a weird position I have. Like Tony, what is that? Is that something that you've, yeah, I know you have, but could you explain it for people who don't understand necessarily that, that weird balance that we have? Uh, well, when I first read the story, I laughed just to be honest, because <laughs> like, it's like you're a grown adult with an yeah. adult son. And I don't know how this this that exact verbiage. Well, it's also to, not a saying. To, right. And yeah. It's yeah, like I've, ne- I, I I've went never all over the Internet that. looking for this phrase because I'd never heard. I, if I had to guess, I would guess he meant he he meant to say stay on the reservation. Which well, could be just as problematic. Also, yeah. Or I mean. But I'd never I looked all over the Internet use for this ship? phrase to find the origins of it or the like, I, I'd never heard this before. Stay the course. Stay with the ship. I think I know what he intended, like, but there it, were so many different phrases that he yeah. could use. Yeah. Like, Go ahead, Tony. Go ahead. Stay with me. And that, a lot yeah. of like a lot of people tell on themselves, especially adults, with how they use words. Right. It's like, OK, how are you brought up? What prior mm-hmm. conversations have you had with that type of verbiage or mentality? Which is in, which is kind of makes it go deeper. It's like, you know, how long he's been he's been coaching at Creighton for a while. You know, obviously Doug McDermott years. has been in the league for a while, and he coached his right. son, so he's been coaching for a long time. Which means he's been coaching young black men for a long time. Correct. Uh, for him to not, uh, to him to not understand the what it means to uh, to coach uh, a. a a multiracial team, right? Uh, a a black a young black person it, as a grown adult is is it is frustrating, right? Uh, when you put it in in that context, because it's like, man, I, we our focus should be teaching children, right, and young people how to grow and make the world better. Not only that, but we also have to educate people that are in positions of power as well. Uh, because they don't understand like their impact and their influence and, and the stuff that they say can, you know, hurt and uh, 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 and demean people. And it's cool that the players, you know, are willing to forgive and everybody deserves, you know, a second chance. Like, I'm not saying he should be fired, you know, or anything like that. Uh, but I mean, I hope this is a education thing for and, and, and it's not just pop in this video so we you can get the certificate to say I have been racially trained. This is my medal. See, like it shouldn't be that either. Myers Leonard. Myers Leonard, who is the the forward slash center for for the Miami Heat, and saying he needs that Papa John program of twenty weeks to uh, twenty months to get a word out of your vocabulary. But like the just disgusting language used towards. Jewish people like 
just and not only did he say it, he paused himself playing. He's he's on live stream. For those who don't didn't see it, he's playing. He's playing a video game on his live stream, and he's upset with somebody, and he pauses and uses this disgusting slur for Jewish people. And I, I think the, the fact that somebody won you, when you feel comfortable enough to use language like that, just go back to Tony's point. Like you've been, you've been, this goes back to you, your education in this, like the people around you let this, let you know that this was okay. Like, and after a while, like things like that, that's when you, you get to the point where it's like, no, you, you have to be held accountable for things like this. He was searching like, for the word. Like, yes, he paused, he paused like, all right, do I say the N word? Do I like, what do I, but, and, and he took, yeah, the fact that you pause to like catch yourself from saying something and then you're like, no, nope, I'm going to use this slur. Boom. There you go. It's, it's pretty disgusting, man. And this was a guy who was during the Black Lives Matter movement in the NBA was very, you know, I'm going to stand up and for my country and, and all the the things that you hear, which, you know, that's his prerogative. Um, but then to see something like this, like, I don't know what you, I'm not trying to hear no apology from Myers Leonard now. Like, I'm not trying to hear a, a well, I didn't know how hurtful. This, no, come on now. You know how hurtful that word is. And the fact that you, you feel comfortable enough saying it on your live stream that you know people watch. Come on, stop. You have uh, you have that story. You have uh, you have Myers Leonard. You have Greg McDermott. There's like a pattern of mm-hmm. this recently. You have uh, the Seattle Mariners story and you have the Utah Jazz story where um, I believe it was their GM. Do we, Tony, who was this? Vice President of Basketball Operations, Dennis Lindsay, he was accused by um, Elijah Millsap of, of, well, I don't want to repeat it, but it was saying something inappropriate, racially insensitive to him. And uh, and Lindsay has denied that. The Jazz are investigating that. The NBA is investigating that. But um, how do you differentiate between someone saying something insensitive and someone maybe being racist or prejudiced like you have for example in the in the Creighton story you have Terrence Wrencher who's a black assistant coach on that staff he put out a statement that says I I have he said he has a great relationship with Greg McDermott he has never sensed any racist energy from him but also like unequivocally uh, denounced that statement where do you draw the line between this is a person who just kind of the wrong thing came out of their mouth and this is a person with something nasty in their heart I think for me, it's, it's never about one, the, the, the ask a black person, if this person that said something either racially insensitive or insensitive is a racist is one, just, it's bad because it puts that person in this situation where like, well, I've, I've never seen this, but that doesn't mean this person isn't this way. Like, I think a lot of times just because a person hasn't seen something somebody hasn't shown me who they are. That doesn't mean that behind closed doors, they're not like that. That doesn't mean yeah. they haven't treated me like that. Yeah. So that's why, you know, asking somebody, Oh, is this person racist? Have they ever said anything racist to you? The, the answer is probably no. Most of the time, because they probably feel like they can't say those things to me. Mm. 
but they feel comfortable in other settings and other environments where though they can let those things fly. Did you encounter this at all, by the way, playing baseball I and mean, baseball, which is a predominantly white sport. And I'm mm-hmm. sure you had predominantly white coaches and teammates playing baseball, right? Yeah, no. It, I mean, did you never, encounter a scenario like this at any point? It never happened to, to me. No. Um, but that doesn't mean it hasn't happened to, to others. I, right. I just one of those situations where it's like, I guess I got lucky in that regard where I didn't have to face that, but it's one of those things where I knew going in that this may happen. Like I went to yeah. a predominantly white high school. I went to a predominantly white college. So you prepare yourself as a black person before it even gets there long before it even gets like, as and we were talking about this over the summer, like, I had those conversations with my parents when I was like seven about race and about being a black person in America and about the way people are going to treat me because of how I look. It doesn't matter. All these other variables and factors that for other people, it was like, Hey, this is a a good person. Like people aren't going to care. So you prepare yourself for the worst, for worst case scenario in, in those situations. But no, I didn't experience that. But at the same time, as we've seen, this is commonplace for a lot of people like these things are actively happening and continuing to happen like people getting ousted or or people getting caught saying these different things things like myers leonard things like papa john like all these different things they're happening like every other day like this is not some we oh man i can't believe it's been like a a year since we heard some no these things are happening very often and so it's it's sad because you like Tony talked about earlier, like we want to show kids, we want to show future generations, like we can be better than this. Yeah. And time and time again, it, we get, it gets proven that we're not better than this um, as a society and, and as, as, as a country and, and in our world, like we, we were not as advanced as we like to think we are. And so yeah. that's a real tragedy there. Saying something like this typically is uh, you mentioned how often this has happened lately. It's usually costs you your job. Uh, Tony, are you surprised that it didn't? I think Greg McDermott might be surprised that it didn't cost him his job because he, he offered to resign. Uh, uh, no, I'm not surprised that uh, he still has his job. Um, I rarely, unless it's like completely egregious and, you know, I'm, I'm rarely calling for people to be fired. Um, if they can learn and change their behavior and and actively do things to prevent this or anyone around them from doing what they did. Um, but my, the, the nuances, right. You say you, the, the original question was like, how do you determine if this person is a, in fact, racist versus them just having a yeah. uh, racially insensitive moment? Um, I think past behavior, like it's, it's hard for me because I don't know these people. Sure. You know, I just know that in their worst moment in, you know, I see that part uh, and yeah. it's really up to the people that know those individuals. Uh, when teams or when people say, oh, we're going to we're going to do an investigation, they got to talk to the people around them, family members, um, everybody like do thorough research on this individual and make that d- determination um, like with the Myers Leonard thing, like. He told on himself in the bubble. Mm-hmm. For me, like they knew what they were, you know, all what his teammates were doing, what the the team wanted to do in in regards to supporting Black Lives Matter. And you mean because he he was the only one that stood, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, and it and it's not the fact that he stood, it's his reasoning for it. I was like, oh, okay, we got to watch him. I, that's the first thing I thought. I didn't say anything publicly. I was like, we got to watch him. Just because his reasoning didn't make any sense to me. Uh, and at to that Tony's point, point, yeah, it's like, oh, I don't understand. And I, y- you've played basketball long enough where you know what Black people go through in this country. You know. Like Myers Leonard is not some kid that's just like, oh man, like this is what it's like. No, like you, if you call these guys your brothers, like unless that's fake, if it's fake, then whatever. But it's like, if you care about people, these dudes that you go to battle with every day on the court and and you know, off the court, if you're as close to them as you are, you know what these guys go through. Like people like to think just because, oh, this dude's a millionaire and money's green, but skin is not. Right. So the the way people are treated in this country is in clear view. And for a guy like Myers Leonard, who made it some, oh, man, I don't even know why people are uh, taking an E when every day you could just go on Twitter, watch the news, read the newspaper, whatever. And, and understand. Yeah. <laughs> Ask Jimmy Butler. I'm pretty sure he'd tell you. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think the the best way to go about figuring out these things is, is talking to those people around him. How is this person on a on a regular basis? What is their conversation like? What jokes do they repeatedly go to? You know, in their bag, like, are they constantly making you know racial jokes? That's the only thing that they find funny is is race. Like, race stuff can be funny. Like, I'm not saying that it's not funny. You know, at times, but is it repeatedly them trying to find the racial? Like, there's a lot of cues that let you know, okay, this person is not uh, ethnically intelligent uh, and they don't understand that what they, what they're saying is and can be viewed hurtful to somebody else, not even the, the, the person that they're discussing with, because they may think that they're trying to find a common bond with the person. But if without context, if somebody walked in this room, dude, you can, people will have a problem with what you're saying. Um, and I think just just those type of things, people already have clues into who that person was. Like the Papa John thing. It was easy to get him out of here because apparently he was saying this stuff for a long time. Papa John. Papa John. <laughs> who on uh, the One America Network. I thought it was like MSNBC when I first saw it, like really small on my computer. And then I clicked and I was like, oh, wait a minute. This isn't anything real at all. No, it's the One America Network. Uh, if, if you follow um, politics at all, you know what they're about on that channel. Take me back to a few years ago when you start to see these headlines coming out and smearing your good name. How did you feel at the time when you were seeing these headlines? Um, state of shock. Um, unbelievable. Um, I couldn't understand it. I, I mean, again, you have a public board that paints its chairman uh, complicit, passive or active. They paint the founder as a racist. They know he's not a racist. It's just unbelievable. And I used to lay in bed just going, how did they do this? And we've had three goals for the last 20 months to get rid of this uh, N-word Uh, in my uh, vocabulary and dictionary and everything else uh, because it's just not true. And and Papa John is being interviewed. Oh, talk about poor interviewing. So (laughs) the the woman who's who's talking to Papa John and interviewing him says, Papa John, um, 
where when when people started to smear your good name, right? Like what what did that already let me know what time it was? When okay, started to, he has a good name. As listen, let's just talk about the pizza. As far as like cheap, fast service chain pizza, Papa John's is better than like Domino's and pizza. It it's he had a Wrong. good name. He had a good name as a cheap pizza franchise chain owner. No. No, I'm not even giving them that because okay. to Look, me, everybody has to eat that terrible. kind of food at some point. Everyone gets Burger King or gets, you know, Little Caesars or whatever at some point. But when you get pizza, like cheap pizza, what do you get? Domino's is better now than it used to be. Domino's. Is, that's what they're that's their whole commercial campaign Jeff. is look how horrible we used to be. Don't worry. We're not that bad anymore. Whatever. I've been I'm running those commercials for like five years. What'd you, What'd say, you Tony? say, Tony? I choose death. I'd rather not have pizza than have cheap pizza. <laughs> yeah, also, yeah, I'm at the point in life where I'm going to get some good pizza if I'm going to get pizza. Okay. But back to the topic at hand. Yes, so, please. Back to sullying Papa John's good name. <laughs> with the N-word. Um, right. So she says, what did you think about people who started to besmirch your, your good name after all this time of you being this business owner and blah, blah, blah? And he's like, man, I, I, I don't know where that happened. And she set him up for success and he still failed because he said, I don't know where this comes from. Like, I don't know why people are making me out to be this person um, over the last 20 or so months. Yes. I've, I've worked to get the N word out of my vocabulary and the whole, like from there on, you're just like, wait a minute, it took you 20 months well, it's like a training program, Russ. It's like P90X for racism. Listen, I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you this. It took Papa John longer to stop saying nigga than it took me to lose 125 pounds. And that's, <laughs> you mean you're being serious? I'm dead serious. You lost you, you lost 125 pounds in that amount of time or less? Yes, I'm not. I'm not joking. <laughs> the fact that it took Papa John 20 months to stop saying. Let me tell you somebody. If it takes you 20. Months to stop saying the N-word, you still using the N-word. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I promise you. that This is like the wildest story because Papa John, the reason he's not the CEO of his company anymore, because he said the N-word on a conference call. Right, right. So listen, man, that's, some people, like Tony said earlier, tell on themselves. And Papa John, he could have went his whole life without telling people that it took him 20 months to get the N-word out of his vocabulary. But he, he decided to tell the world. I was wondering what he was doing talking at all. I mean, the reason that you would do that interview, it would be because you're like trying to rehab or restart your image, wouldn't it? Like, is he going to yeah, start another that was rollout. pizza that chain? Was rollout. Is he going to like, is he, is he going to have Papa John's cell phones now? Or Roll, like, running for, still gonna know uh, running for office? Is? I don't know, man. Like people want to put cameras in his face. And so I guess when you know you're gonna get, you know you're gonna get sound bites like that. I I can understand why somebody would do that. Yeah. But look look where he went to. You know he went to a, right. cer a certain base right. uh, that would appreciate that type of uh, uh, language spewing. So that would be uh, a bit more forgiving than uh, any other uh, segment of the uh, the population. If but I like correct, you, the whole reason you would the whole reason you'd be on TV doing interviews would be to if you're a person like him would be to repair your image to do public relations. But like with what end game? I mean, I don't know. What, what, what I, are you I, possibly I, 
let's just say it worked. Like, where's he headed with this? Uh, uh, shoe company. He's gonna like, run for office. Oh, there we go. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this is this <laughs> like this current situation, like pre this interview, was like the perfect situation. You can do all the racist stuff that you want in the dark now. You don't not a front, and you still make all the money, right? It's not like he does, doesn't continue to make money from Papa John's. Like Shaq is the face of your company now, so just do your racist stuff in the dark now. But it, it's something in him that he's been. You know, the, he's Papa John, right? He's this character. He's this front-facing thing that he's built himself up to be, and he's addicted to it. He he wants to be in front of the camera. Like, he, I mean, who wants, he, that's the lifestyle that he chose. He loves being in front of the camera. He loves being, and I feel uncomfortable calling him Papa John. I want to know his real name. <laughs> like, he's a grown adult. Like oh, I Tony, not, he has a real name. Yeah, I, I don't feel comfortable calling him that, but that's the only name that I know of him. We all know him as that, yeah. But but yeah, like he wants to be in front of the camera. He's an addict for attention and the N-word. I hope this doesn't happen with Little Caesar. Is there a, a person behind Little Caesars? Oh, or it's is the it, car, it was a joke. It's the, the cartoon guy. There's a cartoon guy. I don't know if they still use him anymore. The the pizza pizza dude. Yeah, yeah. I got it. Russ, what do you think, man? Do you think that you think this is enough to get people back next week? The episode Listen, description man. is going to be interesting for this one. <laughs> what the first and last edition of Sports <laughs> and No, I, I, I think I think we now you sound we, more like me, man. You're supposed to be reassuring me that this no, no, is going to no, be right. the fastest growing podcast in America. <laughs> no, it will. And this is I think we have created a lane for ourselves and created a lane for for people who are one interested in the three of us as people, but also interested in getting into some of the deeper topics that happen on a daily basis in the world of sports and also in a little bit of life. And I think us opening that door allows us to get in a lot of different, you know, different avenues, different conversations, maybe some uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. Um, and that way, while we're having a, a ton of laughs, which is what that I think all three of us would say, that's part of this thing being successful. We enjoy yeah. it. We have fun with it. But also, like, I want our listeners to be informed and I want our listeners to feel like they they understand something better because they listen to us in the way that we did it. So in that regard, I think people coming back next week. I thought going into it that it would be. Trash, not trash, but like, (laughs) you know, maybe okay. And uh, I would say after after like, you know, listening to us do this. It was definitely like, uh, you know, an okay plus, like adequate. This will do. <laughs> Yo, we ha- I'm going to definitely add that to my vocabulary. You know what? This was okay plus. Like, yeah, this like was a B better plus. than, yeah, B, right. B, uh, probably like B, not B plus. That, then mm-hmm. we're getting closer to A race. So like, well, but I mean, that's what I mean by, the, by adding the plus like that. This, like was a a solid, yeah. this was a solid performance. I think, do we have room to grow? Hell yeah. And we will grow. And that's why people can come back. Sports adjacent. I'm Russ Dorsey. My man, Jason Leisure. Tony Gill on the boards. We'll highlight y'all next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.